Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Again, you know, no weapon, you know, I mean, are you the weapon that forms against you? Just like, I want all of you, like, I think that needs to be your takeaway for the day. No matter what I say, no matter what other speaker says today, I really want everybody to to really think about that because I just come across people all the time you know doing what I do I you know I have a very large organization in real estate I've got over 900 realtors in my organization and there are so many times I'm like when they call me with their problems and their issues and the this and the economy and the it's their fault it's this person's fault it's never their fault let's just be straight and um you know and I'm just like and I listen and I just think oh, you're your own worst enemy and so now I can take it biblically also. So thank you very much. Okay, today, um, you know, last week I was in Las Vegas. So I want to thank again my dear friend, Barbara Majeski, who is just such a great pinch hitter for me with my crazy travel schedule in Q4. So I know she brought tons of value because she is amazing. All right, I want you all to share this out. We're going to talk today about ultimate mindset, okay? And I, I think it's really important to separate yourself from the pack. You have to think differently. 
right? Let's just be real. You can't think like the herd. You can't think like the people. You have to be somebody who thinks differently. So when, you, when I think about some of my billionaire friends, and I do have a few of them now, um, it's the fact that they think differently. And so when I'm around them, do you know what that causes me to do? It causes me to think differently. And, and it makes me, you know, I was really excited about this room and please share this out. Please invite your friends in. Um, uh, I promise you there's going to be takeaways from this room because now is the time more than ever that we need to think differently. You know, we're heading into a new economy. When we head into a new economy, that means there's new rules, new economy, new rules. Understand that the game has changed. So, so that you don't get beat by the game, so that you don't get swallowed up by the game, you have to change your mindset. You have to change your thinking. So I'm going to give you my favorite acronym for that. Um, and it is, it is FUM, F-U-M, Fierce Ultimate Mindset. You've got to wake up with your fierce ultimate mindset. And I believe what Tamara said so much, you know, get up and make your bed. Because the days that I get up and I make my bed, because I've got all this like really crazy, gorgeous bedding I had ordered. <clears throat> I just moved recently. And so I just redone my house. I just built a house and I just redid it. So that's just what I do. And anyways, and so I ordered this insanely expensive bedding. And so for like a month, I, I you know, I, I just, you know, I, I didn't do it. You know, I just like I had it all beautiful and folded. And I'm like, what am I doing here? Even if nobody comes in my house for 30 days, I ordered this because it makes me feel good. But if, if, if I don't put it into place, if I don't take the action of doing it first thing in the morning, I'm like, who did I buy that bedding for? I bought it for me. I bought it for my husband. I bought it for us to look at and enjoy. But if I don't make the bed, who's enjoying it? The people that sold it to me, that's for sure. <laughs> it was thousands of dollars. But you know, so, so how, do you, how do you get up in the morning and the first action that you should take and what i do love that tamara said and i do agree with that, that i'm going to put into action is that that's that's what i'm going to say more prayers over my family and and who lays in that bed and for my marriage and for my husband and for all of those things right as i make the bed because after i make the bed i stand back and i look at it and i'm like oh it's so pretty it makes me feel good about my investment literally in this bedding it makes me feel good about how i decorated the room it makes me feel good about myself like it changes my it changes everything when I walk out of that room. It makes me more intentional for my day. It makes me more motivated for my day. It makes me think, well, if I can make the bed, I can go do this and I can go do that. And I know it just sounds so simple, but start with making your bed, right? The, the F-U-M. And so when you're going into a problem, when you're going into a situation, when you're going into a negotiation, when you're going into um, a reconciliation, I don't care what it is, you've got to get that fierce ultimate mindset, the F-U-M. And so um, when I speak to sales organizations, you know, again, changing the tone a bit from our previous speaker, but, you know, I, I, I tell these sales organizations, you know, you've got to have the F-U-M so you can make the F-U money, right? I mean, that's what it takes. That's what it takes to survive in a, in a new economy. That's what it takes to survive uh, and to thrive in any situation. So I'm going to talk about what FIERCE is as the acronym, all right? And write these down, all right? So to be ultimate, to be fierce, to be ultimately fierce, the fierce ultimate mindset, the F and fierce, and everyone in this room will love this one, it's for faith. You gotta have faith. You gotta have faith in a higher power. You've gotta have faith in yourself. You've gotta have faith in the people you work with, the people you partner with, the people that work for you. Because ultimately, if you don't have faith, you are gonna be on that struggle bus every single day, second guessing yourself, second guessing the team, imagining gloom and doom, because guys and gals, you know, last week I, I had the honor of moderating a panel at my company's um, event at eXp Realty. We had close to 7,000 realtors uh, from our, our team, from our, listen, my team, from my company. We all met in Las Vegas. And so I got to, um, I had the honor of um, moderating the panel with in the main stage. So there were 7,000 people in the room. So it was a big room. Um, and my, and my panelists were Elena Cardone, billionaire, Tarek El Moussa from HGTV, you know, multi, multi, multi-millionaire, Glenn Stearns, the undercover billionaire, the original undercover billionaire, um, also a billionaire. And then Kevin Harrington, who's the original shark on Shark Tank, 
also a billionaire. And so as I sat and I interviewed them, and what, I mean, I worked on these questions knowing it would be one of the more important panels um, at the event. And so as I worked on the questions, I wanted to create questions that would bring maximum value to the audience. And I will tell you over and over and over again, a couple things were said. Number one, we are heading into a new economy, right? And with a new economy, you have to have a new mindset. I like to say new rules, all right, <clears throat> but a new mindset. And, and as, as I talk to these billionaires that have seen this happen before, right, economies are cyclical. They just are. You know, what goes up must come, or what goes down must come up, and what goes up, what comes up must go down. You just know that about business. That's the way it is. And so as we head into this, you know, there, were, there was not one of those four um, experts, one of the, not the, those four authorities that did not say, You've got to adjust your mindset. Like you have to go into every single day that you're going to win. You know, you have to beat the day or the day's going to beat you. Okay. So let's, let's talk about fierce, right? Write it down. F is for faith. Got to have faith. Right. And I highly recommend, I highly recommend that you tap into your higher power. Mine happens to be God. I am, I am a devout Christian, but you know, whatever that higher power is for you. Because if that higher power is real to you, they're gonna ha that power will help you get through your toughest and darkest days. The I in fierce is for integrity. Man, we got to do everything with the utmost integrity. Because as, as, as we go into a shifting economy, as we go into a new economy, you know, there are going to be um, walls are going to be broken down. Um, businesses are going to be in trouble. Uh, people are going to be less trusting. They're going to be... Um, they're going to hold on to their dollars a little bit tighter, all of the above. So, you know, you have got to come out to come out ahead of the competition is that you have got to have and walk in uh, ultimate integrity when it comes to your business and in your personal life, right? Do what it's so easy. Do what you say you're going to do. And even going back to my make your bed analogy, like that kind of falls in the integrity uh, thing. You know, if, if you tell yourself, like you have to have integrity to yourself. So if, if you tell yourself today you're making a commitment to make your bed every single day, you're letting yourself and your own integrity down. If you get up tomorrow morning and you're like, ah, I'm going to skip it today, right? So walk in integrity. The E in fierce is for excellence. You've got to be excellent in everything you do. You know, as, as we go into a new economy with new rules, right? You've got to be better than the competition. You have to uh, under, under, listen to me, under to promise under promise and over deliver, right? That to me is excellence. When I go into a contract with somebody or when I'm doing business with somebody and, and I'm expecting a certain level of um, service for, for the dollars, right? For the exchange, right? When, when we exchange, like, you know, I've given money for a service, a product or a service to somebody. I, in my mind, just like you do, we have a certain level of expectation that we have. Okay. So, when somebody exceeds that expectation, I am blown away. That is when I start getting on social media. That's when I start telling people. That's when I start making referrals. I don't do it when, 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 when someone just meets my level of expectation. I don't. I mean, I'm glad. I'm not an unhappy customer. I'm just, you know, I'm satisfied. It's fine. It's good. I'll just move on to the next thing. But when somebody blows my mind, when somebody takes it to the next level of excellence, when, 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 when somebody gives me a $10 cheeseburger that I only paid $5 for, I'm like, wow, I'm going to tell my friends, I'm going to tell my colleagues, I'm going to get on social media. But most importantly, I'm going to come back. I'm going to do business with them again. All right. So think about excellence. Think about what are you going to do to take your business, your product, whatever that looks like. How are you going to walk in excellence? How are you going to walk in excellence as a friend? Are you going to be that trustworthy person that when somebody tells you their deep, dark secrets, that you're not going to go put it on blast? A lot of those people out there on planet Earth right now walk in excellence. The R in fierce is to be resilient. You got to be resilient. I'm telling you, I mean, business is, <laughs> I don't know, if, if for those of you that are in real estate, I mean, it is a butt kicking right now. You know, it just is, you know, uh, deals that we've had under contract, you know, people are backing out. I mean, you know, especially on new construction stuff. Why? Because when they decided to build the house, rates were 3%. They're 7% now. Now I've got, I'm not even going to go into why that's still okay to buy a house. doesn't matter, but I'm just saying the perception of uh, the client is, oh my God, rates have doubled. 
you know, now I'm going to panic, I'm going to freeze, I'm going to back out. I mean, not even thinking about how much money they're going to lose, right? So there's all of that. You have buyer fear, right? So, so you've got to be resilient. And, 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 I, and, I've, and I've told this to my team. I know Elena Cardone is preaching it from the mountaintops to her team. It's like, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Right. And so, and so, and so we have got to be the resilient one in business, right? We have to be the one to like dust ourselves off, work every deal. And some, some of your deals, some of your contracts, some of your, whatever it may be for whatever business you're doing, you may have to go back at it again. You may have to reclose it. You may have to make people re-understand the value proposition of why they should do business with you and your company, your product or your service. Right. So a lot of us are going to have to go in and resell uh, products or services that, you know, that, that we sold a year ago. And cause now, now people are not renewing their contracts. People aren't going to go through with the contract. I don't know, whatever that looks like for every business, but I'm definitely hearing it from everybody everywhere. People that ordered cars, you know, now they're not going to take the order. I mean, nuts, just nuts. All right. So the resilience, that fierce ultimate mindset, that's, what's going to keep you in the game. That's what's going to keep you from quitting, especially so many of you that are in commission based businesses, you know, where we all just did really, really well. All my friends in the car business did really well over the last few years. All of my team in the real estate business did really well in the last few years. To me, this is more like the great equalizer in the fact that, you know, a lot of our businesses are just going back to pre pandemic, whether it's pre pandemic pricing on homes, uh, not so much interest rates. That's definitely an inflationary situation. But um, but but pre-pandemic pricing on cars, right? And so, but we have such short memories. We have such short memories sometimes of what it was like two and a half, three years ago that now we're like, oh God, the world's coming to an end. It's really not. It's really just coming back to normal, right? But that's where we've got to put on our resilient um, mindset. And for people like me, I just, you know, like, you know, walking in gratitude, which is what I try to do every day. And I try to find the great in the bad. Um, I'm like, okay, God, you know what? Thank you so much for that two and a half year run. Like I can't make up what happened the last two and a half years. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, and, and now, okay, now I'm going to pivot. I'm going to shift. I'm going to change my mindset a little bit. I'm going to do things a little bit differently. I'm going to, I'm going to you know, work a little bit harder. I'm going to work a little bit smarter and guess what? I'm not going to go backwards. You know, that is the self-talk by the way that I have with myself every single morning. You praise the good, you praise and you thank your higher power. That's why I have the F in fierce is faith. You praise your higher power for all the blessings you've had. And if, if nothing else, thank your higher power for waking you up today. I have had people that I have known over the years that, 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 that didn't wake up. There's going to be people this morning that, that, that didn't wake up. That right there should make you thankful. It should make you faithful. Just waking up. Is the you know is the first step to be fierce. So again, you know, finding finding the blessings in the little things as as we come into what is going to be a new economy, and in a new economy, we're going to have new rules. Okay, so that all falls under my resilient, my resilient. The C in fierce is going to be you've got to be courageous. It's going to take courage to get through whatever's coming our way, <laughs> which I don't know what it is. We've got midterm elections. We have a lot of stuff going on in this country, right? That, that are, that's ultimately going to be dividing to our country. It just is. It just, that's what's happened on planet earth. Okay. So it's going to take courage to push through, push through some conversations that you're going to be like, Oh, why am I listening to this? Or, you know, courage to, to, to go back out to your customer as your client or customer is saying to you, you know what, I'm not going to move forward. I'm nervous about a recession. I'm nervous. Like you've got to have courage, you know, in the absence of courage, do it scared. Anybody who's ever heard me speak at 10 X ladies or wherever you've heard me before, you know, I, I lead with that and I close with that. And that's why the C in fierce is for courage. But when you are in the absence of courage, you have to do it scared. And why do I say that? Because when you don't have courage, you freeze, you freeze, it paralyzes you. And if you're paralyzed, you're not functioning. That means your business is not functioning. Your personal relationships are not functioning. Nothing is happening for you. So you have got to be able to say to yourself, you know what? I am scared. I've got no courage. I'm terrified. I don't know what to do, but guess what? 
I've got to take a step forward. So in the absence of courage, I'm just going to do it scared because if you do it scared, you're not stopped in your tracks. You're not paralyzed. You may not do it as big as you would have done it, you know, uh, if you weren't scared, but you'll at least take forward action. And forward action for you might be as simple as picking up the phone and calling a client. It might be picking up the phone and prospecting. It might be going out and door knocking. It might be going and asking your boss for a raise. And even though, even though your boss is like, oh, we're not going to give raises because we're going into a recession. And you're like, I'm worth more money, right? I'm still doing the same amount of work. It's time for me to get a raise, you know? Uh, if, if you truly deserve that raise, if you can truly back it up in the absence of courage, do it scared. The worst thing your boss can say is no, right? You know, um, courage to, to, uh, to reconcile relationships that, that, that have gone wrong. And maybe it was your fault. Maybe it was only half your fault. But the greatest thing in the world is reconciliation. It's just the greatest thing in the world because so many times relationships, I'm not talking about marriage. I'm talking about marriage or business or friendships. They fall apart off of total misunderstandings. And then when the misunderstanding is reconciled, it's all well in the world again. But it takes courage for somebody to move forward and have that first conversation of reconciliation. So write this one down, tattoo it on your heart in the absence of courage. Do it scared. So that's the C in fierce is courage. And then the E in fierce is enduring. You've got to endure, right? Life and business is not a race, excuse me, a marathon, it's a sprint. Excuse me, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Y'all, I've only had one cup of coffee this morning. Business and life is a marathon, not a sprint. So you've got to develop your endurance. And how do you develop endurance if you're an athlete? You work out every day, right? That's why, where when, when we come into a new economy, when we uh, and, and how do you, you know, and the whole topic of this room, if you're just now turning in, tuning in is it's separating yourself from the fat pack. Well, if you, if you this morning make the decision that you are going to um, create, you are going to accept a fear of FUM, a fierce ultimate mindset that you're going to start every day. You're going to go every day with that fierce ultimate mindset that will separate you from the pack. When I tell you, you know, I was with, like I said, 7,000 agents last week in Las Vegas. I got to moderate the, the big celebrity panel, which was amazing. Three of the four panelists are billionaires. But let me tell you, not one of them said, I'm going to retract during this new economy. I like to call it a new economy because at this point, I don't know that it's a bad economy. It's just different, right? It's pivoted. It's, it's pivoted back, to, at least in my industry, more to a pre-pandemic economy. So I don't know that it's bad. It's just new, right? And so it's new, new economy, new rules. That's, that's what I'm speaking on when I go out and I speak to sales organizations. It's that it's, it's just, it's new rules. And what are the new rules? But what I will tell you as I'm interviewing three billionaires, three billionaires, Elena Cardone, Glenn Stearns, the undercover billionaire, um, and then uh, Kevin Harrington, the original shark on Shark Tank, and then my other business partner, Tarek El Moussa from HGTV. He's not a billionaire, but he will be. Um, anyways, and none of them are in retract mode. They are in the mode of this is the time for opportunities. And this is when you've got to sharpen your swords. This is when you've got to sharpen your tools. This is when you've got to step into the ultimate, the fierce, or the ultimate fierce mindset. When you have to go out every single day and go, I'm not going to retract I am going to go out and I am going to take advantage of the massive opportunities of a changing or a new economy. Think about y'all, how many millionaires and billionaires were made, were made during COVID and why the number one reason that people went out and made a lot of money during the pandemic, a lot of people did, and I, you know, don't shoot the messenger here. I know a lot of people didn't either, but the ones with the FUM, the fierce ultimate mindset, they figured out because with the pandemic, there was a new set of problems and they figured out what problems they could solve. They figured out what, what problems they can solve and then they monetized it. So, you know, one of the things coming into a new economy as other people retract, remember, I'm telling you that you're going to expand. I want every one of you to expand in this new economy, get retraction out of your head. And one of the ways to expand in a new economy is, of course, to create multiple streams of income. 
So how do you create an, another stream of income? Is you figure out a problem in your industry or in your life or in your world or in your community or here on Clubhouse, what problem can you solve? Because new problems come up every single day as things shift. And that is where, that is where so many of these billionaires have made their billions is they solve problems for people. So what problem do you solve? How do you create another line of income? How do you elevate your mindset? How do you elevate your thought process? <clears throat> Excuse me. How do you elevate when everyone else is retracting? How do you expand? And you expand because you start solving problems. And when you can solve a problem, you can monetize a problem. Okay, I'm just telling you, it happens every day. It happens every single day. You know, the way that I got into real estate, y'all, is the fact that is the fact that um, I was on the road and I was speaking and doing a bunch of stuff. And my agent called me and I actually got pulled off a of stage in Chicago. I was the closing keynote speaker for a, a, a van company, a moving company, Atlas Moving, their global conference. And I walk off the stage. It was in Chicago. I will never forget March 17th, Chicago. And the meeting planner meets me backstage. And she's like, we have a plane ready for you. We're, we're, we're taking you to the airport. We're flying you home. And I'm like, what do you mean you're flying me home? I have meetings with the executives tomorrow morning because I put together a huge consulting package. I was going to be their lead consultant for their sales organization. I'm like, what do you mean I'm going home? That's not happening. She's like, no, you're going home. Chicago's going on lockdown. I'm like, lockdown for what? Like, seriously, I mean, I live in Texas, and at this point, it hadn't hit Texas, right? It was only hitting the major cities, and we'd hear about it on the news, but what, it just, it was not a thing yet in Texas. And I was like, what do you mean Chicago's going on lockdown? And y'all, I got to Chicago O'Hare, and, um, you know, I had a driver, and, and anyways, and so anyways, we get to, we get to O'Hare, and I'm walking through O'Hare, and people are in masks and gloves. I mean, it was like hazmat city. And I call my husband, I'm like, I, I don't know what is happening on planet Earth right now, but I'm telling you. I'm the only one in this airport that is not masked up and gloved up and everything else. And I'm like, he's like, what is going on? And I'm like, I don't know, but they're flying me home tonight. And so, and then literally my agent called over the next three days. He's like, we're canceled. We're, anyways, 26, 25 or 26 speaking gigs get canceled for 2020. Just boom, 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 boom. And I was like, huh, this really sucks. What am I going to do? Well, so what did I do? I'm going to solve a problem. And uh, I have a background in real estate because I own a mortgage company and I used to run it, but I, I have not involved with it anymore. But in Texas, um, real estate was still an essential, real estate always stayed an essential job as did, as did the automotive industry. And um, so I could go back in the auto industry or I could go into real estate or I could go back to my own mortgage company. And I was like, I don't want to go back in the auto industry. I don't want to go back to my own mortgage company. I'm going to get a real estate license. It'll at least get me out of the house. And so, you know, again, I, I went into solve a problem mode. Like I'm not going to sit and cry over the millions of dollars I lost between consulting contracts and speaking. I, I can't, it was over, boom, like canceled, nothing you can do about it. So what am I going to do? I'm going to pivot. I'm going to do something. Wasn't even as much to make money as it was just to get out of the house. I'm like, I'm not going to get locked down in my house, like not happening. I'm going to find something that's an essential job that allows me to go out and be amongst people and whatever. And so I was real estate for me. And then I found, and then I, you know, I was introduced to Tarek El Musa from HGTV, my good friend, Haas Pratt. Uh, that I knew because we all we all had the same agent out of New York. And so, you know, we sat down and it's like, okay, what are we going to do in this new economy? We're going to build the largest real estate team on the planet because all over the country, at least in most states, not all states, um, but in most states, real estate was essential. So what were we doing? We were solving a problem together. The three of us came together. We're solving a problem. We're going to build the biggest team on the planet. Like these were our goals in, uh, it was probably April of 2020. Okay. So we, you know, we didn't come together and say, oh God, the world's coming to an end. We said, you know what, here is a business that we can build during the pandemic that can help people do more, you know, help people. And so we did, and we did, and the rest is history. Okay. So again, you know, we went into separating ourselves from the pack and the pack was closing down. People were sitting at home, they're eating Twinkies, they're gaining 30 pounds, like all the above. And we said, no, we're going to encourage people to get into the real estate industry. We're going to teach them how to sell. Then of course, by about May, May or June, the real estate industry goes crazy. 
people are like, I need a bigger house. I need a smaller house. I got to work from home. Interest rates were at 3%. Now's the time to bust a move, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't even matter. But what do we do? We seized an opportunity to be able to help people and help ourselves. So we, we, uh, we did not retract during the pandemic, right? We went out and we blew it up. We solved a problem. And I only tell you that story. And then today, I mean, you know, the, like I said, the rest is history. And, and, uh, and, and, but, but, but we built our organization so strong during what we thought were going to be the toughest times that, that we were able to expand when everyone else was retracting, you know, and, and we were able to make some big acquisitions. So what, what are you going to do coming into a new economy with some new rules? How are you going to set yourself aside from the crowd or the pack? And, and here, I want you to think about setting yourself aside from the competition what are you going to do? And I'll tell you the two things that, that I think were the best statements uh, from my panel that I'd love to share with y'all. And they both came from Elena Cardone. One of them was collaboration is the new currency. And it was so powerful. And I saw the tweets and the Facebook posts, 7,000 people and everybody that was, that was a takeaway, right? What are we doing this morning? We're collaborating. We're together. I'm giving you what my thought process is to take you through a new economy that'll have new rules, right? Number one rule is to, is to collaborate, right? It is to collaborate. That is the new currency. How are you going to make money? You're going to form alliances. I, I think back to what I did in 2020. You know, I formed alliances with the number one guy on HGTV. Tarek's still number one. Okay, you know, flip or flop, flipping 101. Now he's married to Heather on Selling Sunset. He wasn't married to Heather then, but you know, but but I but I formed a partnership. I formed a collaboration with Tarek El Musa. What did that do for my business? Uh, it blew it to the sky. What did it do for me being able to bring in new agents? Uh, people want to work with Tarek El Musa. Now Tarek's one of my very dearest friends. I talk to him every single day, but I didn't know that guy from Adam. When when we sat down in, in Dallas, Texas, me, him, and Haas Pratt, when, when we sat down in Dallas, Texas, and we put together our deal, I didn't know the guy. Okay, that was two and a half years ago. So what are you going to do to form collaborations, right? Find influencers, find people in your industry, find people in the industry you want to be in that you want to collaborate with. It will take, I am here to testify. It will take you to the next level, the absolute next level. The best thing I ever did was to do a deal with Tarek, EXP Realty, and Haas Pratt. And Haas is really the one who made all the introductions. It was the best thing I could have ever done. I didn't see it at the time. Okay. I didn't see it at the time. I had to walk out on F, on faith. I had to walk out on faith a lot. Because here I was, the speaker, TV, number one car dealer in the world. And now all of a sudden, I'm making this crazy pivot into real estate. Like, what? So, you know, I mean, I had, I had, I had fear of failing. I had fear of going out there and, like, nobody bought anything. Nobody joined our team. Like, I had a lot of stuff wrapped up in my headspace. But I was like, you know what? Screw it. In the absence of courage, I'm going to do it scared. And I'm so glad I did. I'm thankful every single day. So collaboration is the new currency. The other thing Elena talked about coming into, and Grant says this too, um, and I'm sure most of you know that Elena's on my real estate team and uh, one of my partners, and she's just phenomenal. And she's just one of the smartest humans on the planet, like to know her personally. She walks her talk every single day, and she's just a brilliant, brilliant strategist. Um, anyways, and, and she said, it's, it's to get known. How are you going to get known? Best known beats best, beats best price, beats best product, beats best everything. So during this new economy with new rules, how do you separate yourself from the pack? You get known, okay? You become the person in your industry. You become the go-to in your industry. You become the go-to in your team, your organization, your job, whatever that looks like. You become the best known and you will absolutely set yourself apart from the pack. Right. And best known doesn't mean, you know, that you're the biggest blowhard in your on your team. Like, oh, I'm so great. Da, da, da. No, no. Best known means that you're the best. OK, you become the best. You become the authority. You become the go to. You become the expert. You become the one that people are looking at. Like like you set the pace. You want to be the one that everybody is chasing, that everybody's chasing. 
you know, uh, EXP just came out with this new leaderboard and I'm obsessed with it. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. It literally just came out last week. And so like, you know, we can log into our back offices and we can see what's closing our commissions or what our teams are doing, da, 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 da. But now they've got this leaderboard and you can, you can break it down to uh, individual production in the USA. You can break it down by your state. So of course, here's me, cause I'm such a competitor. I go in, so I'm number 38 in the USA for uh, individual production. And I'm number nine in the great state of Texas for individual production. And so, so I was like, oh, okay, this is really awesome. But then, but you know what I did? I went and I'm studying now number uh, for the, in the country, number one, who is at $225 million year to date. So he's gonna be a little hard to beat um, down to number 37. I literally looked up all those people. What are they doing? Why are they beating me? And in Texas, there's only eight ahead of me. You know, and number five is a good friend of mine. She's also here in Austin. And, um, and, and I, and I, and her and I are only a couple million apart. And I sent it to her and I'm like, game on sister, like kind of as a joke, but not really, not really. Why? Because I'm studying my competition. I don't want to be number nine. I don't want to be number 30. I want to be number one. That's why I was in the car business. Like God forbid we ever closed number two in a month. I was not happy until we got back to number one. So like, what are you chasing? How do you set yourself aside? Who is your competition? Who is, who's ahead of you? Like who, who's, who's on the leaderboard? Study them. That's how you set yourself aside from the competition is you learn the competition, you learn their strategies, and then you create your own. All right. So I feel like I've given you guys so much information, but you've got to get known. You've got to get known as, as a threat in your industry. Like I'm not afraid to say if, if you're in my market, and you are competing against me for a listing, I'm a threat. Just know that I am a threat and I'm not gonna apologize for it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not gonna do anything underhanded. I never speak of the competition. I don't even ask people who you're interviewing. I don't care because I have my own game to play, but I'm a threat, just know that. And I want every one of you to be a threat in your industry, not in a bad way, but I want you to be so fierce, so ultimately fierce that when you walk into a room people shake or, or when you are presenting against your competition and your competition finds out they're like, Oh hell, it's not going to end well. Right. I want you to be so fierce, faithful, integrity, excellence, resilient, courage, and enduring. And when you step into that mindset, nobody can stop you. New economy, new rules, who cares? All you're going to do is just change the game up a little bit. You're just going to change the game. And if you're really good at what you do, you're going to write you're you know, you're going to write the rules to that game. The new rules are going to be your rules and other people will adopt your rules. I promise you, I promise you that's exactly what happens. So that being said, I'm now going to open up for questions. I do not think I've taken a breath in 36 minutes. So thank you for listening. <laughs> and I'm going to open it up to questions. Hey, Lisa, it's Megan. Hey, Megan. Well, I, you know, I've been getting ready to leave to go to uh, Novita. And listening to you, girl, and I started the room this morning at four o'clock, and I actually quoted this uh, that um, Grant's uh, quote about it's better to be, be uh, known or uh, best than better, and uh, or better than that whatever you know, and then that is uh, best best known beats known best. Be best yes, yep. and uh, my whole topic was about manifestation. And and so with and it was under the title, you know, that Glenn has this week of grow your business for God's sake. But that and then also that it is all a marathon, not a sprint. And I, this is what I'd like to share in the 70s. This time right now reminds me so much of Jimmy Carter and the oil embargo and that whole mess. And I bought my first home in the 70s and the interest rates were double digits. And now, yes, prices were much lower, but it's all, you know, balanced out. And so, you know, then what happened after Jimmy Carter, Ronald Reagan? So the bottom line is that marathon, meaning that you see it, you believe it, you take action and don't stop. So it doesn't matter. I mean, yes, it was easier during the last couple of years. And I'm going to use the word easier because people were just buying like crazy. But that doesn't mean that it will stop. And it is about really staying with what's in your heart and, and knowing what you're doing. Because technically, Lisa, 
I've known you a long time and you operate the same way with everything you do with excellence and you just continue to evolve and grow. Um, and so it's, it, you're not, this next period of time, however long this is, is not going to be any different for you uh, and or any of us, but we have to have that mindset. And it, faith is, you know, the substance of things hoped for with evidence not yet seen. And, that's, and that is not a hopium, it's a fact. And uh, so we just have to work and my, I'll just leave you with this. My favorite Zig Ziglar quote is that if there's power in the future, there's hope in today. So we have to focus on today. And that is what you did when you got in the car and you drove up to meet Haas Pratt and Tarek because it was yes. just, yeah, you just said, okay, I'm getting out of the house and I'm going but, to, well, and you know, and guys, and what, and thank you for that, Megan, because you know what's so crazy about that whole thing? That's back when they were like, oh, you can't be on the road and mm -hmm. like, unless you're an essential worker. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I literally printed the email. Uh, this this is this whole story is in my new book because you just can't make it up. I literally printed the email. So I'm in I'm in central Texas. I'm not in crazy Austin. I'm in I'm north of Austin, 40 miles north. Um, and I got, I printed the email and I, I, I got in my car and I drove up I-35 to Dallas, Texas. And I was like, okay, if I get stopped, cause there's like nobody on the road. Like I've never been, I'm from Dallas and being in Dallas and seeing the roads, like it was like the rapture happened and I missed it. Mm -hmm. And the roads were empty. The highways were empty, everything. And I thought, oh my God, I'm going to get pulled over. I just know I am. So I had that email and I had it printed and, and I was going on a quote unquote job interview, right? For, mm -hmm. for an essential working position. Like just even think that we had to like go to that is unbelievable to me. Like looking really? back on it. Really? And I never went yeah. dark either. I made that decision, Lisa, when I closed, actually I closed the last Saturday we were open was March 21st. And yeah. uh, I started the podcast during that season. I, I did a at Zoom uh, every day with my gals to keep them engaged. But that was during that season when the guy knocked on my door and said, do you want to sell me your business? And had I not I been there, that. yeah, I don't know. He probably would have called, but you know, the point of the point is I never went dark. So we're not going to go dark. We just keep going. Just right. And, and, and all of it is, but, but, but Megan, you know, you had, you had the fierce ultimate mindset, right? Yes, you know? exactly. Yes. It, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, either, either that pandemic or what was happening on the planet was going to beat us or, or we were going to beat it. And I will tell you, I, I've had lots of friends that, that, that just, I mean, they just, I mean, they just let it beat them. And so, and again, I'm not, you know, not to get into any of that, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, a lot of people had a lot of struggles during that. All I'm saying is, is that, is that it's about your mindset and, yes. you know, God forbid, you know, we're not, we're not going in You need to write the playbook. And one of the things that uh, Kevin Harrington said when we were on stage, and again, he was the original shark on Shark Tank and just the nicest guy on planet Earth. I, I got to spend an hour backstage with all my panelists before we went out on the big stage. But I, I, I read the questions before I just wanted to go over to whatever tweaks they needed me to do, whatever, I, to honor them. They were the experts. And, you know, and Kevin Harrington said, you know, I, I, I have gone broke twice. And um, not broke, but you know, had to file bankruptcy twice, and you know, and you know, back to billionaire status. You know, you know, one of the things he did was he sold his energy drink Celsius to Coca Cola. They bought seven seven percent of the stock for like three hundred million dollars. Like it was crazy what he put together. And I said, okay, Kevin, how do you go from bankrupt to back? Da da da. And he said, because I never changed my playbook. And that 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 conversation will last. That that will stay with me the rest of my life. Is he said, he said, successful people have the same set of rules. They have the same playbook every single time. So no matter what situation they're in, they may have to fold a business, but, but they, they go back to what has made them successful every single time. And that's, that's what he's done. So yes, some, some things work out big, some things don't, but he just goes back and does what he does over and over and over again. And now he's a billionaire. So, you know, it's about, you know, so that, that's where I came up with you know, the new economy, new rules, but I want everybody in this room, I want you to write your rule book. What has made you, even if, if you're not struggling right now, there will be a day that you will, that's just business, it's cyclical, 
I want you guys to encourage you to write what what is what has been your playbook? What has made you successful? Because what's made me successful hasn't made Megan successful, right? I mean, because we're all different. We all have a different way that we do business, that we do things, that we interact with people, that we that, that we do it. But but to challenge you, like, what are the ten steps? What are the five things that you do that you're convinced that no matter what you do. You're successful, whether you're selling pencils, you're selling cars, you're selling homes, you're selling mortgages, you're selling insurance, you know, and, and those are the same things. Like if, uh, if uh, my good friend Grant Cardone was in the room right now, I guarantee you, he would tell you, and he could tell you the, th the three to five things that, that he does consistently, no matter what, no matter what day it is, no matter what anything is that, that has, that make him successful. But I, but what I do know from him is that in that top three would be to be known period it would be to be known to get known you know his goal is for seven billion people on planet earth to know them that's elena's goal also to know them and then when they know them then they will start researching their products and services because they know and they believe that their products and services will change the world i believe it it's changed the way i do things it's amazing right so how do you get known? So anyways, Megan, that was so good. Thank you so much. My pleasure. See you later. All right, my friend. All right, who else? Who's next? Good morning, Lisa. It's Dami here. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, honestly, like listening to you, it's like a fire under my butt. Um, I love how you've gone ahead and seized all these opportunities. And um, I wanted to, you know, just actually ask you a little bit about your you know about strategy and what you would do if you you know just applying it because you've been able to pivot um into a whole different area so um i um so i'm thinking about strategy and like you said best known and so in in my area um i'm so so imagine like i'm thinking if i could be the mona scott of true storytelling right the mona scott of uh, documentary and um, so being the best known, I'm doing things such as I have my, um, you know, complimentary masterclass to help people structure their documentary on a Friday on a Zoom call. And even that has just like pivoted me into realizing that, oh, my goodness, like so many people have a story to tell and I can really help them tell it. I haven't had 20 plus years in the industry. But then the other thing when I was thinking about strategy and what you just ignited in my mind was like, yes, what other, you can't just be the one thing. What other potential funnels am I going to set up in this, in, in this space and time? And so there's opportunity to be on panels, you know, um, film festival panels and stuff. And I'm like saying yes to everything. I want to ask you, what would you do if you wanted to be the Mona Scott of um, true storytelling and build a, you know, sort of TV empire in terms of like getting stories um, made for big networks in the time where there's a big downturn and you're used to being the ideator and the director and everything, but now you want to be the, the, the actual mogul. What kind of steps would you take? Ooh, I love that question. You know, um, just off the top of my head, because only because it worked for me was is is i would find other people to collaborate with bigger influencers than you you know i think about when, when i made my pivot in real estate like i had so many people betting against me oh my god who does she think she, I, real friends of mine friends of mine like that are realtors in town and now i'm realizing they just didn't want to compete against me that's what it came down to and and so so what did i do day one when i was like oh shoot i gotta make this huge pivot i've got to get known in real estate but people know me in automotive and so how, how do i like how do I make this pivot where, where, where people, where I'm credible, this, that, and the other, what did I go? What did I, what did I go do? I went and collaborated with the number one guy on HGTV. Okay. I made it happen. So, so, you know, and it goes back to what Elena said at, at, uh, at EXPCon collaboration is the new currency. Like my collaboration with Tarek Al Musa has made me millions of dollars in real estate. And yes, I've made millions in real estate. And so in two and a half years. And so that, that it, it was that collaboration, you know, and, and even if it was just in my mind that, that that collaboration made me worthy or made me uh, tougher than or more respected, it, in my mind it worked, right? And right, because what's the most powerful thing in our body? It's our mind. 
right? What were we talking about? Fierce ultimate mindset. It's my mind. So I had to get my mind right. So for me, for you, for anybody out there, who are the biggest and brightest in, who is the highest person in your industry that you can get to and start a collab with? Now, a collab might be that you start a podcast and you ask them to be on your podcast or you ask them to be on a Facebook show or you ask to interview them. Uh, uh, for a, a blog you might write whatever like it's not always easy to get to the big guys and gals but who is what what is the highest you can go and 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 I would start from there I mean it guys and gals it gets down to who do you know and who can you collab with you know Grant and Elena have said this forever but you know they believe that that, that they did not really start doing what they've done to the level they're doing it now which is billionaire status until they started collaborating and then Grant talks about, you know, building Cardone Ventures um, by collaborating with all these companies and then taking, you know, and then helping them blow up their business. But, you know, he owns like, I don't know, hundreds, part or, or pieces of hundreds of companies, right? Collaboration. So that, that would be my biggest advice is start figuring out who you can collab with, even if it's at the lowest level. And then, and then keep working your way up, keep getting known. And keep making contacts because contacts equal contracts and um, and that that's that's good advice for everybody in this room collaboration is the new currency I hope that helps you I love that thank you so much and um, I love how you mentioned about solving the problem because you're coming to the people to say I can solve this problem um, yeah. the mindset thing and the confidence when you want to now make your big ask how did you step into that um, so explain the big ass. Right. So you're doing, you know, multi-million dollar business now with the guy that yeah. you mentioned. But before that, yeah. you weren't. So you, you were driving down there and you were like, okay, I can collab. I mean, I can ask that, you know, certain people like, hey, you want to jump on my podcast? But after that, like my, you know, my real intention is to do like, you know, business with you in a way that, you know, creates huge revenue streams for both you and me. Would you then pitch straight off or how do no. you kind of um, nurture that no. relationship? Yeah, no, I mean, you just said the key word, you've got to nurture it. Just like, just like if somebody called me right off of this and said, I want to be your business partner, I'd be like, who are you? What do you stand for? Like, we need to take time to nurture that relationship. So, um, you know, you know, Tarek and I got, um, we got introduced to each other by, by mutual people. So there was already a bit of a trust basis, right? Um, so that's good. So, you know, when you're looking to collab, one of the things I would say is, you know, we all know people who know people and I am very like, like when I want to know somebody that I don't know, I, first thing I try to figure out is, do I know somebody that knows them? Why? Because it becomes a warm introduction. Cause that person kind of greases the skids for me to say, yeah, no, she's not a stalker. She's not crazy. <laughs> she's great. You ought to, you ought to talk to Lisa Copeland. Like, like I will vouch for her. If, if you don't have that, that warm, that person in between the person you want to meet, you know, you have to start fostering a relationship before you make an ask. You know, I would never make an ask of somebody until, until I figured out how I could maybe serve them first. Like, you know, how can I help you? So one of the things with my deal with, uh, with EXP and with Tarek and Haas, I was like, guys, like I'm, I'm one of the top sales managers on the planet. I've built, I've built world, uh, world, uh, record breaking teams, world record breaking teams in automotive. So Tarek, you're famous. Haas, you're a coach to many, many companies. So like, you know, I will, you know, I, you know, I will take the lead. You know, I will do training. I will do this. I will do that. Right. Like, so how am I going to serve them? Like what value am I going to bring to this partnership? So, so I did start with that. I didn't start with going, you know, Hey, I'm the greatest thing in the world and I want everything. Right. I went at it like how, how I can serve the organization and, and what are the, and what is the value I bring to the team? And then, and then, and then I had to do it, right? I had to do it. And then I had to, I had to prove to them that I could, you know, pick up the phone and call Grant Cardone and I could pick up the phone and call this person and that person. So, you know, I mean, I had to prove myself, you know, it definitely had to prove myself and, and I did. And so now it's great. So, you know, it isn't just about saying, Hey, you know, I got your phone number. I want to partner with you. It, you know, it's about building the relationship. It's about how can you serve that relationship? Then through service, you're going to prove uh, everything that you've told them. And then from there, that, that's when I think the real partnership begins, is after all those steps happen. I hope that helps. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lisa. You're, you're wonderful. You're
I loved Thank it. Thank you. All right, we Lisa. got eight more minutes, people. Hi, Lisa. This is Tracy in the red background. Hi, Tracy. Lisa, I absolutely love your segment. Uh, we actually met at 10X Ladies earlier this year. But I love your segment. Thank you so much. That acronym, OMG, boom. You know, I'm going to share that with my daughter. Good. I, good. <clears throat> absolutely. I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think the most important thing <clears throat> um, that you mentioned with your acronym, FIERCE, is to have that faith. Because if yeah, you don't have one. faith, yeah, if you don't have faith, I mean, how can you win? You have to believe in yourself and you have to have faith in other people. And that E for excellence, we have to be excellent in everything that we do, you know, because when you talk about exceeding expectations, I think that is so important because most people just do the bare minimum. And if you want to set yourself apart, you have to exceed expectations. And, and you know then, what? Uh, oh, I was going to say. No, go Tracy, ahead. The, yeah, no, the first book I wrote was, was uh, I, I co-authored it with my best friend, number one jet broker in the world. Um, and um, and it, it was called Crushing Mediocrity. And uh, her and I sat down in 2016 and we're like, how did we do what we've done in business? And it was like, we crushed mediocrity. So mediocrity to me is such a like the world is full of it yeah and mediocrity whatever i mean it just means you live in the middle it means that you're okay with the status quo blah 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 well it makes me crazy so that's why excellence to me is such a big deal because 99 percent of the people on planet earth are mediocre and they're cool with it they're like hey you know this is what i said i'd do i did it boom that's it it's over okay cool but guess what you'll never be memorable to me and chances are you're not going to get my business again because if somebody else comes in with a better price or a better product, bye, I'm done. Versus somebody who works in excellence and over delivers to me, you know, I'm not even going to look at another product or a person or a service. I'm going to stick with them. I don't really, I don't care what I pay. I don't, I just don't care because, because I know it's going to be excellent. So thank you. I didn't mean not, not mean to interrupt you, but I wanted to throw that in there. Oh, absolutely. And, and that is so so key and so critical because like you said, 99% of the people are, you know, mediocre and, and just doing the bare minimum and you have to do things to set yourself apart. Um, and then you talked about being a threat. So I'm in the, the insurance, uh, financial services and, and insurance space. And this time of the year, I help seniors on Medicare to maximize their Medicare benefits to the fullest extent possible. And I was invited to speak at an event last Saturday. And after I spoke, one of my competitors, if you will, came up to me and said, how long have you been in business? How many clients do you have? I mean, they actually asked me how many clients I have. And he said, I wanna connect with you. He saw, I guess he saw me as a threat. <laughs> because I was very good passionate. mission accomplished. Yeah. He came up to me and he wanted to know how many clients I have. And, you know, because I was really, really passionate when I was speaking. And here's the deal. Like, and okay. So like, if that would have happened to me, I'd have been like, you know what? I'd love to have a conversation. I'd love to have a phone call with you. Don't, I, you know, I don't really want to get into all that here. I don't think it's the right time because a couple of things, number one, he may be looking to acquire you. He may be looking to hire you. He may be looking to collab with you, right? For him to take those action steps, it's one of those three things. I'd bet my life on it. So you never want to miss an opportunity because remember what I said, collaboration is the new currency. And maybe you sell products he doesn't sell and vice versa or you different segments and you guys could collab. Maybe he's going to make you a crazy offer to come join his organization. Now you've just moved up in the ranks, right? Like you never know. So that to me is a prime example, Tracy, of, of getting his phone number, saying, you know what? I'd love to set a phone call with you next week. Um, you know, I'm kind of busy right now. Like I'm, you know, talking to all my fans. Um, and, um, and I'd love to have a call with you next week and just see, you know, how, you know if, if uh, maybe there's a, a collaboration in our future. And then just end it there, get his, get his contact info, and then most importantly, execute. Make that phone call the next week and just say thank you for your kind words. Tell me about your business. Tell me what you do and how you do it. Like, do you see that there's any sort of collaboration between us? Maybe it's a referral. I don't know what that looks like, but, you know, good for you on number one, because the way you get known in your business, the way to get known is to get on a stage. I tell my agents all the time. I'm like, guys, do not go to all these other realtors events. 
create your own event because when you got your own event you got the microphone you've got the stage then they're listening to you not the other way around so good job tracy on getting on the stage girl thank you lisa hi lisa <laughs> sorry tracy you, I, didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt you hi lisa that point that you this is limitless singer by the way that point that you made about pivoting I wanted you to touch on what is the balance between when you've pivoted to a new sector, to a new field, putting your head down and doing the work versus when you reach the sweet spot of getting to be known in the industry. And here's why I'm saying that. For seven years, I was the AIDS director for the Commonwealth of Kentucky, just meaning I'm over the HIV AIDS program for both treatment and care and prevention for Kentucky. And very quickly, within six months, I was voted on the national board with all the 50 states and the territories, everybody in my position, to be the vice chair. Very quickly, it was very organic, but I was still learning. Now I've pivoted to agriculture and climate change, and I just um, am trying to figure out, do I use the same approach? Or, or, and just to hear your input as well about that sweet spot. Well, I think the sweet spot is after, and I, I'm going to wrap this up because Haley comes on at nine o'clock and I don't want to dig in her time, but I think the sweet spot comes after you have had a little bit of success, right? You know, and so to me in your business, success sounds like, you know, you've been asked to come to a national board. So that's a super big deal. Congratulations. And thank you for the work you do. Um, but, you know, I mean, again, I mean, you know, to, to really to really jump into the sweet spot, I mean, you know, you have to you have to have had some success. And more importantly, everybody, you have to do the work. When, when I when I tell you guys after I did the deal with those guys, like and, and I made the commitments, you know, to bring in some influence and just to do what, what you know, to execute the plan that we had made. Um, I worked my ass off. I mean, I worked seven days a week making phone calls, follow a clubhouse like you name it. Right. It was to get known. And so. You know, um, you got to do the work first. After you do the pivot, you know, you do the pivot, you make the collaboration, you do the work, and then and then you get to enjoy the success. Um, I hope that helps, guys. We are at the end of my segment, and I'm uh, I want to bring you, you next week. We're going to be talking about the same thing again. I got a lot more to share with you guys about that.